millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. This is Talk Radio Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer. Thank you very much indeed for your company. If you are just waking up this morning, and you may well be waking up earlier than you normally do because kids are back at school across England and Northern Ireland today. A lot more children in Wales and uh, Scotland waiting to go back. But I mean, absolutely wonderful news uh, that children are going back today. But um, if you're waking up early and you've just had a quick look at the phone, yes, that Harry and Meghan interview on Oprah Winfrey was as big a bombshell as uh, many had, well, some expected. Some hoped, and indeed some, probably within the Buckingham Palace's walls, had feared. The allegations have come thick and fast. It is the, I suppose, the equivalent in terms of the, oh, the all of the allegations aired over those two hours. The equivalent of the couple, to all intents and purposes, leaving Buckingham Palace and chucking a hand grenade in behind them. Well, we're going to go through all of what they had to say. We've got lots of clips to play you. It's on ITV tonight at 9pm on ITV1 and on ITV Hub. And... Um, Frankly, it is. Um, it is. It would appear for CBS and Oprah and indeed ITV worth every single penny. I wonder whether, in the long run, it'll be worth every penny to Harry and Meghan because I'm pretty sure they're sharing in the spoils. Well, to discuss that and of children going back to school and well, the ongoing row over NHS workers' pay and everything else, let's uh, talk to Emma Revel. She's head of public affairs at the Institute of Economic Affairs, the Free Market Think Tank, and she's joining me all this morning. Good morning to you. Morning, Julia. Of Just course, another quiet one. Another quiet one. Of course, I mean, you and I are only on air today because it's uh, International Women's Day. No we're, <laughs> no, we're not. We pay no attention. I, mean, I, I think at some point we might be touching on this a little bit later in the show, but uh, uh, for various different reasons. But um, but no, no, we, you and I amazingly have managed to be on air simply because of what we do and what we say and not because of what's in our pants. I just want to stress that to anyone uh, who, who's listening on there. Um, let's let's talk about this bombshell interview. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the royals. I'm not the biggest fan of celebrities. Not particularly a fan of, of, uh, of Meghan. But just before anyone gets upset, nothing to do with her being a divorcee, American or the colour of her skin or anything like that. I just think she's an egomaniac and um, I'm, I'm just not that interested in anything she has to say. Except today, because, wow, she has thrown a bombshell into the uh, the middle of Buckingham Palace. Um, before we play some clips, just your, your from what you've seen this morning, what, what, what do you make of the, first of all, I mean, the racism allegations, the idea that, that she's claiming that a member of the royal family, unnamed as yet, um, who asked how, you know, about how dark Archie's skin would be when he was her unborn baby. What do you make of that? Is that the single most damaging allegation she's made? 
Yeah, I think it probably is. I think that's incredibly shocking to hear. And I think a lot of people will be quite disappointed to hear that a member of the royal family has said that. I think what was interesting was Harry and Meghan declining to name who said that because they thought it would be damaging. Well, quite a lot of this is going to be damaging to the royal family and that's not stopped them saying anything else. So I thought that was an interesting caveat to add. But yeah, yes. th that probably is the most the most damaging allegation well, from the from the whole thing. Well, this is it. I mean, she was asked by Oprah um, uh, about about her unborn son, Archie, at the time. And 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 Meghan suggests that Buckingham Palace didn't want her son Archie to be a prince uh, and then went on to claim there were concerns about how dark his skin might be. Let's have a listen. About how dark your baby is going to be? Potentially, and what that would mean or look like. Ooh. And you're not going to tell me who had the conversation? I think that would be very damaging to them. Well, again, that clip is courtesy of uh, Harpo Productions and CBS, and it's on ITV at 9pm tonight. I must stress that, those that we, we don't own those clips. Um, you're going to hear that phrase a lot today. Um, that is incredibly damning. Now, we know that there were conversations about this at the time when she was brought into the royal family, you know, after the engagement, and there's lots of speculation in the press, there's lots of speculation on social media. Now, you know, we're not, we're not told who it would be. Um, we, I think we can... We can pretty much guess it's someone quite high profile. We've, we've, you know, I think we might have ideas of who it might be. Um, the question is, is, is what that conversation was? Because if there was a conversation in which a senior member of the royal family or anyone in the palace said, "Oh, we hope the baby's not black," or "Let's hope the baby's not too black," or something like that, that would be clearly racist, foul, horrible, disgusting, uh, unbelievable. They would think it unbelievable. They would say it to the father of the child. They said it to Harry, not to Meghan. Um, if, however, there was a conversation about, I wonder what your child would look like, given that your wife is mixed race. Uh, um, I suppose your child might be white, might look black, might look mixed race, but I wonder what your child... There could be a... There could be... I don't know if there was. It could be an innocent, you know, conversation. I think a conversation which a lot of families would have about about uh, someone of a different uh, race joining the family. And it wouldn't necessarily have to be racist. It would just be conjecture. Um, that's not the impression we get from this, uh, this clip, though, is it? No, and I think regardless of the context, Megan is entitled to feel that there would have been a racist element to any discussion of what skin colour or tone her baby was going to have. I think that's fair enough. But I think, yeah, context is lacking from a lot of this and it's always going to be lacking because we're only ever going to get one side of the story. Another point that Megan and Harry made is that Megan felt like she couldn't respond to some allegations. She felt like she was silenced as a member of the royal family. Well, imagine how they're feeling today because they're, they're not going to be able to respond in the way that Megan and Harry have. Because well, you said the role, that, the, the, this is it. Everyone always says oh, that it's very unfair in the royal family because they can't respond. Well, clearly they can. They just choose not to. It's, so that's well, a yeah, long-term PR decision of theirs. Yeah, they're, they're, I suppose, yes, they're stopping themselves. But I think that's the, the right decision. And I think that's what Meghan fundamentally didn't understand when she married Harry. Yeah, well, again, listen, we, we, that's the thing. We're told by I mean, Angela Levin, who's a royal biographer and has written about uh, Prince Harry. And when we've talked about her many times on air, she has said that when she was writing that biography, she actually interviewed Harry at length. And they talked at length about his relationship with Meghan and his concerns that Meghan should be adequately prepared for life as a royal because it is so 
it's so difficult. Um, again, it's not. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. I know they're very rich and all of that, and adult adulation, but I still think it's a it's a terrible life. Um, but um, you know, so he you know he he, he did try to prepare her. I I think a lot of people thought that being a celebrity was something that could help her prepare in a way that she was you know she was in her 30s she was already on the public scene very different from what diana i mean diana was a child she, she was 19 years old she was very inexperienced very innocent um and and so that that she was thrust into that world and without the support now there's lots of talk also another killer i mean that's quite an inappropriate phrase given the topic but really extraordinary damning uh, uh line from this interview is when megan told oprah winfrey that she was so unhappy as a senior royal that she had suicidal thoughts. Let's have a little listen to what she said. I knew that if I didn't say it, that I would do it. And I, I just didn't, I just didn't want to be alive anymore. I mean, this is unbelievably, um, uh, you know, tra tragic to hear that. Of course, that's a, that's a clip credit, uh, courtesy of Harpo Productions, CBS, and it's on ITV at nine o'clock tonight. Um, now... I, I think it's very important that when people do feel that way, they are honest and open about it. I think the sharing of it makes it uh, makes it easy. There's loads of evidence for that. And we want people to seek help. She says later on in the interview that she went to the institution. Her words, I said that I needed to go somewhere to get help. And I was told that I couldn't, basically that it would embarrass the royal family if she did. Um, but, but the idea that she was as troubled, let's face it, the echoes go back to Diana and those reports you know, that, and that, that came out from Diana in the Andrew Morton book that she had thrown herself down the stairs at one point and, and had felt suicidal. That has big echoes of what happened to Diana, doesn't it? It does. And, and this entire interview, this entire process just sums up how fundamentally sad this whole thing is. You know, this is the fact that, that Meghan and Harry were not able to live the, the life they wanted to lead mm -hmm. within his position as royals, yeah. that the, the marriage probably, you know, wouldn't have... Um, been the marriage they wanted had they stayed royals, but also that the royals and Harry and Meghan haven't been able to work out a more cooperative, a more pleasant way of living separate lives than what they're currently doing. I think the entire thing is incredibly tragic and I think that's probably summed up by, by Meghan talking yeah. quite honestly and openly about how she felt during I, that time. I do worry that she has such a following among young women. I mean, just such a huge following. If you meet, I mean, you know, somewhere in France and and you teenage girls talk about nothing but but Meghan and Kate. They're obsessed with them. Um, they're in, in the sort of, you know, not just royals, but celebrities. Everything they wear, everything they do, everything they say, they believe all their messages. My big concern about her saying that and I think she has a right to you know what's the phrase speak her truth as, uh, as she calls it um, is that I worry that we're going to have a spate of attempted suicides by impressionable young women now I really really worry that, that that is going to be sort of yes well she felt like that well I feel like that and I mean and these are young women who perhaps don't have the support of a loving husband and loads of money and, and, and all the support she's got and, and aren't you know in their 30s and perhaps able to deal with this better um, I, I really hope that that does not end up with being something much more much more damaging um let's also talk about prince harry's relationship with his father um because of course they, they they left they left for canada initially of course without it being official that they had left the royal family um but prince harry during this interview he, he comes into the interview after megan has spent quite some time with oprah on her own and he discusses the breakdown of the relationship with his father after he and megan left the uk for canada here's what he had to say I had two conversations with my father um, before he stopped taking my calls. Um, that's uh, on ITV at nine o'clock tonight, my state, uh, courtesy of Harpo Productions and CBS. Um, 
now then that's that's pretty damning you know trying to negotiate with his father his dad stops taking his calls they felt cut off by the institution by the firm as 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 it's as it's coined um i mean we're told later in the interview that harry is desperate to sort of re you know open his relationship with both his father and his brother um after revelations like that do you think that's even possible I think it's always possible. I think the interviews probably made it more difficult, uh, especially for Prince Charles, who I think what Har the point that Harry was making is that, you know, Prince Charles has been through this already with Diana um, from a perspective of you can understand what it's like, Dad, when someone wants to leave. But actually, he's been through it from the other perspective as well of, of someone who was part of his family, who he did love. You know, maybe Diana wasn't the wife he wanted, but, you know, there was there was love there. Yeah. And and she left and i imagine that was very painful for prince charles to see you know how diana acted after after the divorce and you know that's the same thing that's happening now with harry so i think from prince charles's perspective i can completely understand why he's so upset by the decisions that Meghan and Harry have made. Yeah, indeed. It is extraordinary. I think one of the other big revelations, of course, was that uh, they are their second child. They say they're, they're not going to plan another child, but the second child is a little girl due to be born in the summer. I have to say, I think this is quite a damning revelation on the couple, actually, talking uh, always about wanting their privacy and wanting to be able to control, uh, you know, what's written about them and the like. Um, um, you know, she's clearly what, four or five months pregnant um, and they will have known for... Well, they could have known for two months by now uh, whether they were having a son or a daughter and that's entirely their decision to find out whether they're having a boy or a girl and entirely their decision to tell people or not but if they've not told anybody that what they're having and they've decided to break that news on, on international television um, they've basically sold the sex of their unborn baby to the world for a fee to Oprah Winfrey um, I personally as a mum I find that repulsive I mean, I, I probably don't think that was the killer line that they gave Oprah. I think some but of the was, other that things... That would be are... part of the deal. Here are the things we'll give you in return for the fee. We'll tell you the sex of our baby. I that, mean, would, that would have been in the negotiations. I have no idea. I, I, I don't know if it was or, or wasn't, or maybe they just, you know, maybe they wanted to choose the time at which they shared it. Yeah, well, do you know what? I mean, if I were them, here's an idea. Why don't you choose the time to share it at that time when you're doing an amazing uh, event for, for orphans or for another charity where you can get lots of publicity for that charity and get them a load of money to help other people as opposed to an interview you've sold uh, to Oprah Winfrey? I'm uh, just throwing it out there. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Confidence starts with loving who you are. 
And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.